Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. We are ready for another trip report. We're going to have a good time today. We're talking ultimate touring plans today with listener Sammy out in Oregon. Ultimate touring plans, you say, what's that? Well, that's when you attempt to do every attraction show and uh, everything you can experience in one of the Walt Disney World theme parks between the uh, the operating hours, park opening to park closing. It is harder than you think because there are lots of rules. But if you make it, you get into the Hall of Fame, which is available online. We're going to talk about that with Lister Sammy. First time, they didn't make it. It had some pitfalls. But then they did the second time, and they also did that over at Epcot and Animal Kingdom as well. We get some tips, even if you're not into the Ultimate Touring Plans, tips that are going to help you be more efficient in your uh, theme park touring and just some fun stories about going around with friends in the theme parks and what they experienced going just immediately attraction to attraction to attraction and what they ran into and the experiences they had. It is a lot of fun on today's show. As always, don't forget our podcast brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We're standing by to help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation. The best part is no cost to you. So get that trip on the uh, on the books here for 2024. We're ready to help you over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link here in 24. It helps us with everything we do. It's the easiest way. Just bookmark it. Put it on your uh, web browser right there. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you so very much to our Patreon supporters. You keep us on the air. You help us archive all the shows. You help us pay for the video uh, system that we use when we record live and uh, all the other uh, stuff that we use to keep the podcast going. Our Patreon supporters get a bonus show every week as well. It's called Mike in the Midwest, and you can support us starting at just $5 per month. It's a great value. Come on over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2420 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you and welcome to MLK Day here in the United States of America. Let's make today an awesome day and do something nice for somebody. Go out there and, uh, you know, how about a random act of kindness today? That'd be a great day to do that and... Yeah, any day is great for that. But today, hey, let's just make a conscious effort to do that. And all those folks who just got back from Disneyland who uh, took on Marathon Weekend and decided, let's go to the West Coast and run a few more miles and have a, you know, eat some corn dogs on Main Street. How awesome was that? But, you know, hopefully today, speaking of dogs, your dogs are probably barking. So just sit down, listen to the show, and let's just chill out for a week before we start training for Princess or whatever we got coming up next. We're going to have a good time, though, and by the end of today's show, your dogs will be virtually barking because we're not talking about a relaxing vacation today. No, no, no. That's not what we're doing here on a Monday. We're talking competitive theme park touring, basically. It's going to be a good time. So joining us from out in the wonderful state of Oregon, we have listener Sammy. Sammy, thanks for coming on the show. Happy Monday. Thanks. Happy Monday. Glad to be here and talk about some of our crazy touring ideas and why we do it. So we are going to talk about the ultimate touring plan, which we'll get into in just a second. But let me let me get a little background on you like we do here on a Monday, get to know our listeners. How do you know found the show? Like what's your background in Disney fandom? Where's where's it all start for you to to, to see you here on the show today? So I'm originally from New Jersey. Um, and as I was a kid, my mom worked for a company that had monthly to bi-monthly conferences in Orlando. Wow. Uh, so she would kind of scoop me up and take me with her. Uh, some of those were in the area. Some of them were at Disney. So I started going to Disney pretty young. Um, ended up having family within the Disney company and friends within the Disney company. So kind of grew up on it uh, and then revisited it later in life. I went to graduate school at University of Florida up in Gainesville. So that was only a two hour, two and a half hour drive away. Became kind of a weekend activity between friends. Uh, and kept going and going from there. Wait a second. I I didn't know I had a gator on the line. Hey, hey hang on here. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. You're in Oregon and you said you're from Jersey. You said nothing about yeah. being a Florida Gator. You just no Yeah, I left out the little bit of Florida in between. Okay. I figured it was Whatever. a for other right. moment uh, information. Yeah, that, that was smooth there until we started recording to mention that. Okay, we'll make it work. Okay. So we are going to have a good time, though. Now, from our before we hit record here, we we're kind of talking about your background. Alcohol. You do a lot of cool stuff, and it's very interesting. But you're a run Disney uh, runner uh, as well, and you're going to you just ran out of Disneyland with a bunch of us as well. So you it, just it, we spent 10 minutes talking. You seem like kind of a competitive person. That, that's my personality, too. Whatever right. I do in work, I want to be the best at it. You know, whether it's. You know, anything I do, just when I was in, you know, third grade, I had to have the highest grade on the spelling test. Or, you know, if there was a, we, we did a program and in, in, when I was a teacher, it was called Accelerated Reader. Now, this will probably take some people of a certain age back to a certain time where you like read a book and then you would take a quiz on a computer and get points for reading the book. My class always won the entire school with the Accelerated Reader points because I made them because I'm competitive. Like we are going to win this. Like we, I, I play life to win. I always want to win things. And so that's my lifestyle. And I just, I don't know you very well. I've only, we've only talked for like 10 minutes. I'm thinking you're competitive. Am I, am I correct on that? You are. <laughs> uh, and there's some reasons I was a competitive fencer for the United States oh, nice. when I was younger and all through college. So I was a D1 athlete, NCAA, all of the above. Uh, and so that kind of translates into other parts of life. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, running came in after I stopped fencing, I kind of needed something to keep that motivation or personal motivation going. So we tried out running, hated it for like yes. six to eight years. <laughs> now I'm kind of in the phase where I love it, but it took a long time to get there. God, story of my life, speed skating for me. I was a nationally ranked speed skater and then I just, I needed something after my daughter was born. So I did running kind of stunk for a little while and now I'm kind of in the glory days. Now my knees are saying, dude, you're getting old. Just, you know, I mean, even your old sports heroes retire. <laughs> you know, like it's time to find something a little bit easier on the joints, but yeah, I'm right with you. I can tell though. That's super cool. <laughs> and if I see you with any pointy objects, I'm going to stay clear of you. Um, I don't want to get okay. jabbed. Okay. Pirates though. You'd be dangerous in the pirates, uh, like store, you know what I'm saying? Like after we get off pirates, I'm not letting you get around the plastic swords anyway. So let's talk though about we, you contacted me cause you've done the ultimate touring plan yes. attempts multiple times. So before we jump into that, for anybody that's kind of new to this whole thing, give us the background on what this is. If, if people don't know what an ultimate touring plan is and, and also what a crazy proposition this is for most. Yeah. So I didn't find this, a friend of mine that I'd done these ultimate tours with found this, but they found it on the touring plans website. Mm -hmm. um, we originally wanted to do what we called a map day where we did, you know, all the rides on the map. I think that's a common goal for a lot of people going to Disney. Um, so he looked it up online, found this thing called the ultimate tour and essentially there's some rules and restrictions to it, but you have from park opening to park close and you have to experience, ride, do every ride, um, most shows and most character meet and greets that occur in that park. Uh, so it's not just the rides. You can also, you will also have to do stage shows if you're in Magic Kingdom or O Canada if you're in Epcot and any sort of character that has a spot. Mm -hmm. So the princesses in Magic Kingdom have a spot. Mm -hmm. They're fixed, so they're part of the tour. Um, you have to write down all the times for it, the time you enter the queue, the time you get on the experience, the time you leave the experience. You have to photograph yourself for evidence uh, and then compile it all together to sort of prove that you've completed it. And then you can go up on the Ultimate Tour Hall of Fame on the Touring Plans website. Yeah, there's a Hall of Fame on the Touring Plans website. I have it pulled up right here. And, you know, I've seen some names that I know that have attempted this because you have, you know, how many attractions you did experience, what day, where you're from, so forth. And like I said, I've run into people that are, you know, because a lot of times people that are attempting this, like with, you know, a friend or a significant other, they'll have T-shirts, you know, like so you can tell, right? I mean, you can tell they're, they're, you know, doing the ultimate touring plan or whatever. And it's just fun. I always get a selfie with them. Like, oh, it's cool. Good luck. You're crazy. Um but now, again, you did this in the pre Genie Plus days. So let's just kind of preface this with this is before Genie Plus in the Fast Pass Plus days. And I think it'd be fun to kind of compare this eventually with kind of how this would change over time. But tell us about 
what this was like. Okay, so we go in Magic Kingdom first for a park like that because of the density of the attractions. Like, how do you prepare yourself, first of all, for something like this? I mean, it's going to be a long, long, long day. Yeah, so... First off, you prepare yourself by you're failing the first one. Okay. Like you, you're just not going to complete it. Um, there's so much you don't know going into it. Uh, my friend and I started it just the two of us um, as an idea. We split up roles. We decided who was going to do planning, who was going to be the timer, when we wanted to start, how we wanted to bucket the activities. Um, and the first thing you have to know is what things only happen once. Right. So in well, Magic plus, Kingdom, yeah. the flag retreat is a really big that's example of something that yeah. only happens. That's once. a good point. Like once flags down, what are you going to do? Like they don't take yeah. it down once. Yeah, anything. Also, I think things like Main Street vehicles, right? They're not. They're yep. not like an all day thing. They're like a morning thing, and then you're yep, done. you got to yeah. do them first. So you have to be ready to be on your feet all day. I think even with the. F- so we've done four. Um, we've done two Magic Kingdoms. One failed. One succeeded. Epcot and Animal Kingdom. Uh, I think the lowest amount of mileage on our feet was 14 and a half miles. Holy smokes. So you're going to be moving a lot. Uh, you might try to plan it with the map to kind of go in a location, but a show is going to get canceled. You're going to have a spot that goes faster. Um, there was a time of universe of energy, which is 18 minutes long. Yeah. So you lose a whole chunk for some of these longer pa- attractions. Power nap, though. That's see, you're seeing it the wrong way. I see that as an opportunity to catch a little catch because I can fall asleep in anything like within <laughs> two seconds. That'd totally be a nap. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some Hall of Presidents nap. <laughs> um, all of it, <laughs> like whatever. Or it'd be when you would eat. So that yeah. was the other thing is we had to pack all of our like snacks, lunch into a backpack. Cause you're, you're not having time to stop oh, for like Casey's corner oh, or anything. Now see, that's where it hurts the most right there. Like I couldn't have corn dog nuggets on the fly. Mm. Come on now. No, your bag's going to be full of cliff bars and <laughs> oh, peanut butter and jelly no. sandwiches. Okay. I'm out. This is no fun. <laughs> like, come on now. Like you, you kind of had me thinking, I'm like, no, if I can't, no. We if did I- have a magical moment in animal kingdom. One of the cast members at the Starbucks location saw that we were taking a break because we had to kind of reshuffle um, because Cali River Rapids is never open. Right. Uh, and that's the other trick with the tour. If the if the attraction's down all day, you don't have to complete it. But if it comes up at least once, it now counts. Oh. So the River Rapids is, even today, it's always up or always down. Um, and we had a moment where it was up for an hour and then went down and we were trying to figure it out. And the cast member was listening to us uh, went in and grabbed us like one of those giant cinnamon rolls oh, and just man. gave it to us as like a treat as we were figuring it out. It's like a, it's like a, somebody on the race course giving you a, a gel, but it's, only, it's a bajillion <laughs> times better than those stupid gels that are just disgusting. But you know, the, the little Hershey kiss at mile 22 at the studios for the marathon, basically it's the like greatest thing Yeah. Ever. So if you see another ultimate tour, <laughs> take that selfie, but give them a snack. I will. That's a good tip. Okay. So back to the magic kingdom. So you guys prepared, you got your roles set. Yeah. Um, and you said you're going to, here's the thing I'm wondering too. And this is one of the things that gets me physically more than running. And I don't know if people agree with this or not, but maybe it's just how my body's built. If I'm moving, like I can, I can walk 15 miles in a day and, and still be pretty in shape. What gets me is standing. Like it, it, my back gets so bad if I'm standing for long periods of time. And I'd imagine you spent just a ton of time standing because, you know, you go somewhere and you get in line. You go somewhere. I mean, it's, it's, it's a whole day of being in lines. Was that not the case for you guys? No, it absolutely is. Um, and you kind of have to pick and be a little bit strategic, especially the lines that you know get really long. Um, so in Magic Kingdom, our plan wasn't even to touch Seven Dwarfs Mind Drain until the last. It was going to be the last thing that we did because as soon as you're in the line, you're in the line. The park can close right. and you're in the line. You're experiencing it no matter what. We knew it was going to get like huge lines. So we were like, we're not even touching that until the end. It's how we're finishing. Um, but you want to get some of the other ones out early too. You want to balance between the mountains and even, um, jungle cruise can get really long. Mm -hmm. So you have to like constantly be ready to pivot if a ride goes down or there's a lull in the day, especially the like lunchtime lull. That's the other time to start hitting big rides is when 
other people are eating. So you are standing a lot. Um, but if you have an idea of how the crowds work, you can kind of manage as much as possible. Okay. So let's talk, you said you did it twice, one time unsuccessfully, yeah. one time successfully. So, you know, we're not going to go traction by traction. That would take forever, but give us the, what kind of made the, the wheels fall off the wagon the first time that you corrected the second time? Like what were the, cause I think these are tips that people could use for every day in the parks. You're not trying to see everything, but you're trying to see as much as you can with your family and you could pick and choose the best of the best. These are going to be great tips. Yeah, that's a fair point. So if you're on it and you're going, you can hit about four attractions an hour, um, give or take between running between stuff and the amount of time you're standing in line to the actual ride itself. Um, what we didn't account for is how to pivot. So stage shows at the Magic Kingdom, we were like, there's three, we really want to hit this one, you know, we got to hit this first one and then that's it. Uh, it rained because it's Florida yep. and the first show is around like one to three o'clock, which is that perfect 30 minutes of Florida torrential downpour. So we missed it. Um, and that meant we had to come back and redo it into our schedule. Also knowing what rides were near each other, even though we've gone so many times, you forget what's right next door. So being ready to just kind of see an opportunity and take it because it's close. It's you're going to enjoy it um, or try to put in a break. So Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, great break. Yeah, It's fun. Yeah. You're sitting, yep. you're having a good time. It generally never has a long line. So when you're like, what should I do right now to fill the time? Knowing which ones are the quick pivots really helped us in the second time. I'd imagine keep it something like that's a great point. So if you're trying to do this, going with an attempt like a Munsters Inc. Laugh Floor would be something almost like keep like a like a joker in your in your pocket, right? Like, okay, I'm not gonna play that one yet. Like, you know, like you could be tempted yeah, when you're walking through like at nine thirty in the morning, going through Tomorrowland and not seeing a line there, but that might be a fool's, you know, a fool's errand, right? They're going in and burning it early. Because that could be something you do at three o'clock, right? When you need something, you need a bread, like you said, that because you're right, that this tends to never have a crowd and it has so many yeah. positives for something you're going for. Like, that's a great, it's a great point. I, I wonder, so I guess uh, Carousel Progress would kind of be in that, that same category. Same kind of category. Um, but we definitely tiered everything, like you mentioned. Like, you have things that you know you have to hit because of timing, crowds, um, anything like that. So in Epcot, knowing that World Showcase opens right at like 11, there's shows that start right then. And so us getting shows out of the way for Epcot was really important because you're looking at 15 to 20 minutes per attraction. And so we're going when there's no one there, we can just grab the shows, get those out of the way. There's no one in World Showcase. It's beautiful. It's like, great. You're kind of mm -hmm. rushing around with no one around you. Um, but you kind of make your plan based off of your tiers. So, you know, we knew we wanted to hit Space Mountain first when we're in, in Magic Kingdom and then just kind of bounce around Tomorrowland because it's so dense. So you can get a lot right away. Um, for Animal Kingdom, you know you want to be kind of hitting that first safari ride, which is difficult because it opens an hour or two after the park usually. So it doesn't always open when the park opens. So you kind of have to put yourself close, but not too like too far of a walk or too much that mm -hmm. you're on a long attraction beforehand. So we, we tiered everything. And so we knew between like 10 and 12, you have to hit this 1130 show. And then there's flexibility in the middle. You're aiming again for that three to four per hour. So did you guys use something like a, they'd ever like single rider to, to bust through the lines quicker? So we can't use single can't, rider. Oh, see, I, I think that you have see, to I take the that. photo of your whole group experiencing ah, okay. it. That so we couldn't sense. use single rider um, takes that tip away, which is a bummer because the single rider Honestly, the single rider for Everest, you tend to ride with your party. I know, seriously, because I mean, like, like back in the day, like I've ridden it during the marathon a couple of times and like you jump in single rider and you end up riding with, you know, who you're running with a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just wondering. Even normally, true. you'll usually just be like one in each other in the car and you're almost always with them. Same with test track. You end up yeah. with your party a lot in test track too. I mean, you're rolling the dice, right? I mean, cause you can't complain if you're not like you, you have no recourse. You got yeah. in that line. They told you, but. You, you could. 
Uh, okay, so let, let's kind of wrap up Magic Kingdom. Let's talk Epcot. Let's talk uh, Animal Kingdom specifically. But Magic Kingdom, give. So you said you started with Space Mountain. And that's, yes. that makes me feel good because that's where I always go first. Both and, times. And, and, and I'm not a great, Mountain. you know, I'm a travel agent, but I'm not the world's greatest, like, you know, I'm theme park tour. Like, I just go. That's my favorite ride. That's why I go there. I love Space Mountain, even though it doesn't love me back anymore. It kills me. You're also running a risk there because I think it'll just torture you back. But I, I like the way you guys roll. Get it out of the way. So what was there anything that surprised you as far as I mean, back in the day, you had Splash Mountain. That's going to be rethemed here and reopening at the end of this year. Um, anything that, that threw an unexpected kink into the plan besides the rain or stage shows or anything that was like like Peter Pan? Like, How did you work that in if you weren't doing that early? So Peter Pan was always a fast pass both times. We were like this one. You kind of like put what can I do when no one's there and we're doing early park? What can I do at the end of the day when people leave and what things need to be? Yeah, because that one, that would just never, the line never dies. And it's never it, dies. You're just, you're never so, going to hit it at a good time. Yeah. Yeah. We picked Peter, uh, Peter Pan, Jungle Cruise was one that That's we said always too. a fast pass. Yep. Uh, just because that line can go quite slow. Mm -hmm. Um, we did Pirates as a fast pass because, again, you can't see the line. So it could be 20 minutes and actually 20 minutes or 20 minutes and it's two true. minutes. It's true. So Yeah, I mean, see, I, I might not do fast pass on that one, though, back in the day when it had it, because sometimes you can get on that one. quick. I, that's one I might yeah. gamble, right? I, I'm trying to think of where if you're doing Space Mountain early in the morning, Big Thunder tends to you get through that one pretty quick, too. I might have put it on Splash, like over Pirates, yeah. but it just depends. I, yeah, I like the way you guys, you're right, though. It's kind of unexpected. You got to trust. It's where so, you can't see the full queue. Were you? Let me ask you this. Okay, so were you, obviously you were not trusting the posted wait times. No. Uh, no, we use it just for sort of guidance of where people were, but we were either going by density of where we were in that moment or if we could track it and see sort of, where the ebbs and flows, where we would go to that area next. Super interesting. Okay. So the successful day where you got it at the magic kingdom, yeah. what was it like? Like at what point of the day did you say, it looks like we're going to do this, you know, because you, you're an athlete, right? You know, at some point during a competition, during an event, like I've got this, right. It's going to happen. You know, <laughs> Yeah, and during the marathons at Walt Disney World, when I get back to like Boardwalk, I'm like, yeah, they can know. drag my carcass across the line at this point. Like <laughs> I'm gonna make it, you know. Like before that, I don't know, you know. Even the studios, it's still a fifty-fifty proposition. But if I make it to the Boardwalk, I'm probably gonna finish. So when was it like you started to get that feeling? Like okay, the gods are with us today. It looks like we're gonna make this. Because I can't imagine making this happen. So how did you? When did you guys figure it out? And how'd that feel? Yeah, so we missed it the first time by six rides. So wow. we knew when and where we messed up. Um, I, I mean, it's going to be in Kanto now, but where you meet Merida at the time, that was one that we messed up at first. We didn't know that it opened early. Uh, the Main Street vehicles, like you mentioned, we didn't know they were just in the morning. So we like ran back and got the last one. Uh, the flag retreat is kind of a key point in the day. You don't feel good until you hit the flag retreat. Yeah, that's good point. At five o'clock. It's no other time. You either get it or you don't. And it's fast. It's a really great experience. It's awesome. I go um, all the time. If you've yeah. never done it, it's yeah. the it's actually really, really cool that that happens every day at Disney. Um, so that was new. It was like a new thing for us. And then I think the time that we figured out we got it was a little bit after the flag retreat. Um I can't remember if it was before then or after then, but we got on the Liberty uh, Liberty Bell boat, the river boat. And that's the time where you're kind of just sitting. It's a longish ride. You get to see the park. And I was the planner, so I had all the papers. I'm going through the papers and marking it off, and I realized that we're good. We, we had everything lined up. We were at that, like, sweet spot. We only needed about three an hour, and that's when you know that you have enough time. See, as an athlete, so I'm, I'm not, see, I'm not, I'm very superstitious though, right? I mean, I'd have been like, okay, it looks like everything's going to work out, but then like, oh my God, what if a hurricane pops up? There's not, there's not a cloud in the sky, but it could happen. You know, I'm just one of those superstitious people, like the worst could happen, but yeah, no, that sounds good. The Liberty Bell though is another one you got to think about because it closes early way before the park closes. That's a good call. Yeah. That, Cause these are the ones in my mind that I'm like, oh, these things have specific times right. to them. You need to know them. So the, the riverboat was one of them. Um, Tom Sawyer Tom Island Sawyer is one Island, of them. The rafts, yep. So 
getting getting that area done was kind of the like afternoon late afternoon time so when you hit that you kind of have this reset to see like okay this is all i've done this is all i have left and it's manageable so that was kind of the spot i remember i very very distinctly remember being on that boat and like it was four of us for that one um every time we've done an ultimate tour we've added another person (laughs) (laughs) We had two the first time, then three, four, and our final one was five. So it was four of us the second time we attempted it, and we're sitting there, and I have the paper, and I was like, we've got this. This is easy. Like, we've done it. Oh, see, I, don't say that out loud. See, that'd be me. If I was in that group, I'd be like, if, even if we do, just don't say it. Like, don't you're just, oh, don't say it out loud. That's yeah. awesome. So when you guys finally finished the magic, any kind of celebration there? I mean, of course you probably took an awesome picture somewhere in the park or were you just like, did you collapse? I mean, how'd it go? Well, we have a picture that's hanging up in all of our homes. Uh, we are one of those people that wore shirts. Yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I would we made that. the shirts. We were each one of the parks. So I was animal <laughs> kingdom. Uh, <laughs> each one of us, and, we, and we made them in like a Jersey style. So the back had the Jersey number I love and the it. number is the year the park opened. I love it. So we have this great picture at night in front of the castle with the kind of pink and blue lighting at the time. Uh, and all of us have our hands up and it's our backs are facing the camera. Um, and it's just this like celebration photo. We all have it framed at That's this a, point because it's just like such a good memory and a core one where we just like knew we did it. That is epic. I love that you guys got jerseys too. That is, that's class. See, I love doing this show because it's just ideas for folks, right? I mean, yeah, you know, do this. Like, this is so fun. I mean, well, because we have to take pictures too all the time. We got, oh man, I don't know if it's called the same thing, but what's now memory maker, yeah. what, whatever worked for the photo system at the time we had that. So we took advantage of it to the full point. Cause it could be the photo that we used for the actual event. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, for with a character, we don't need to take a photo. They're taking one. And then we have these memories that we just get to keep in a nice photography way, uh, better than our like long armed selfie photos <laughs> that we would take on, you know, a ride. Uh, so when you're done, you just go to every photo pass person. Cause you're so stoked and you're like, take 100 photos of me. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, it, just go to a run Disney weekend folks. If you've never seen this watch, you has got a medal. Like every, every time you see a photo pass photographer, Hey, right here, right here. Take, take my picture. It, and, and I'm guilty of it too. We, we all are. Yeah. That's, that's why we pay all this money for the fake medals. You know, so we can get our pictures of them. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. I love this. Now let's, let's talk Epcot. And Animal Kingdom. Let's jump into Epcot. So what did you learn at Epcot that was maybe different than the Magic Kingdom? Because you kind of mentioned some of it with like, you know, you have the park opens in two phases. Like you said, with World Showcase opening at 11, you probably jumped into maybe one of the, you know, maybe like Reflections of China or O Canada, you know, initially. But again, those things I would think are kind of like Monsters, Inc., right? You can just roll in anytime, even though they show every 10 or 15 minutes like O Canada. I don't know. So what, what did you learn? And also I think world showcase, like what's the rules there? Do you have to kind of see like a band or something or how's that work? Yeah. So number one thing I learned that Epcot is the hardest one really? because it is so far apart for every single attraction. I agree with you there. It's, it's, it's one of the things that's great when you're visiting Epcot on a regular vacation is that you feel like you're immersed in that space and the rest of the park really doesn't exist. Um, On an ultimate tour, it does not help when you're in China and you need to go back to the land. Well, yeah. And and that's, here's what I say too. And people don't, I think factor this in now they have those uh, after hours events that are for deluxe guests, like those, those extra evening hours that are for deluxe guests. And when they have those at Epcot, you get two extra hours, right? And I tell folks like they're, they're awesome. Don't get me wrong, but when they're at Epcot, you're not going to get a lot done because say you want to do Frozen, like you said, say you want to do Frozen, and you want to do Spaceship Earth, and you want to do Ratatouille. Like by the time you triangulate that, like that's an yeah. hour. Like as you're walking, we're yeah. like. 10 minutes from one, 20 minutes to the other. And then 10, you know, you've walked 40 minutes. Like that's not even the attractions. You're exactly right. It's wonderful, but there's Epcot's really spread out. That's a good point. Cause the lagoon and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So they're really far apart. It's really hard to complete it. Um, and we did it on mother's day, oh. uh, which 
had its own fun thing. So the touring plan site, if it's during a festival, has extra bonuses that you can do for the festival. So um, kind of like the booths or some of the interactive interactive things. It was Flower and Garden at the time. Uh, so we did some extra bonuses there. But Epcot is just so big. I think our mileage was close to 20 I believe when it. we did it. Um, and we were down to the last seconds. You asked when we knew that we got it for Magic Kingdom. We did not know until we had impressions of France and illuminations. That's all we had left. And if we did not finish impressions of France before illuminations started, we lost. Yeah. Those, you saved the two best for last, by the way. I just got done. <laughs> yeah. So we did not know until we were in that <laughs> final show that we did it. So there was no relief at all when you're in Epcot because you can't do anything in a density space. Um, and then you have the shows. And even though they're ten, every 10 to 15 minutes, they are also 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, that's true. So you can't like... On a wait time app, you can say, oh, it's five minutes. There's no wait time app for Oh Canada. Yeah. It's continuous. Or the China show, it's continuous. Um, so you kind of have to go and check and see, okay, I have 15 minutes to the next one, but I could go to Mexico and do the uh, boat ride in that 15 minutes. Which so, I mean, it, which is important, right? Because you don't want to waste time. But again, that adds up the mileage. So that's where it becomes not only that's not that's what I kind of like about this idea to do it because I think it it tests not only your physical stamina, but it, it's it's more than even your physical stamina. Which it's kind of a it's like a slow marathon in a way. But it's also like an organizational, you know, it's totally just like it, it's a on the fly organizational challenge at a different level because everything is so fluid all the time because a, a storm could blow through and it just blows up what you just made the plans two hours ago. You know, I, I think it's more, it's really a challenge for folks that want to solve. It's almost like a big math problem that's constantly yeah. evolving with all these physical variables at the same time. It is. I'm pretty sure I can close my eyes and draw the map of these three parks <laughs> with no problem to 100% accuracy because I know where everything is now. Um, but you asked what the World Showcase stuff that we had to do was. Um, and I wanted to just kind of hit on that. It's a little bit different because they're not all rides um, and they're not all shows. So for certain ones, so for Germany, for example, we had to go into their shop where they have the ornaments and take a picture with the pickle ornament. Nice. I'm pretty sure that was the Germany one. So depending on the pavilion, you would interact with it in a certain way. In Japan, we had to do a couple parts of their museums that they have. So that was also really cool because you get to see parts that you don't necessarily notice just walking by. Um, and then I always recommend this to people if it's ever there. They had it during this time, um, and now they kind of do it as some of like the scavenger hunts. But whenever they have a World Showcase scavenger hunt at the time, it was the Phineas and Ferb mm -hmm. phone one. Yeah. Always do them. Yeah, They're so much fun. And especially if they ever go back to like what they did with the Kim Possible or Phineas and Ferb phone ones, there's stuff in the pavilion that interact with you that you would never know. Yeah, it you was never know. It was DuckTales after that for a while. And I it, it's still there. They're doing it now because I see I see the little things pop up every once in a while when somebody's doing it. You do it on your own device now. Uh, through the uh, My it's Disney. kind of like the Play yeah. Disney app. Yeah, it's Play Disney. Yeah, it's Play Disney app. Um, because I see people doing it occasionally. You don't see it very often, but you yeah. see it occasionally if you if you know what you're looking for. But um, especially I see it a lot in Norway and France. Um, I would say the number yeah. one tip that we did find out for Epcot is do mission space. First. First. Because See, it, no, I don't thought that would never has a line, so I think that'd be one to bank. Well, considering you're not stopping for food, you have your own food, and if you are motion sickness in any way, That's you got to get that done early. Good point. You got to, like, get that out of your out of your system and be ready to, like, re reset. So Bounce back. We did test track first, <laughs> then mission space, and we were like, cool. All the motions done, we can kind of just focus from there of just 
feeling okay. Well, so nowadays, could you do the green side rather than the orange side, or do you have to do the we orange did green. side? You did the we green. Did well, green. now, well, see, but nowadays the green side has changed. The green side is super yeah. mild, like it's almost like Soren. Like they've, yeah, you're almost just totally, standing yeah, there now. It's, yeah, it's not the same. Like, yeah, yeah, at the time you were still in a vehicle, it was still kind of that gravitron. Yeah, one yeah. Even for it, green. But the orange, I mean, that thing. I've done it a couple times, and it takes me to the brink. I mean, yeah, because you know I work in space camps, so I feel like I have to, right? It's like you're not really a space camp educator unless you take on the orange. But I'm like, I'm also got to get, <laughs> I can't do flight of passage either, man. What am I thinking? I'm just like, yeah. Was, yeah, the whole time it was like that, you know, they used to put the monkeys in the centrifuge too. And I'm just like, I'm, they show the video of that monkey. I'm knowing that if there's a camera on me, that's exactly what I look like. And that thing. I'm just like the whole time. <laughs> it's not pretty. Yeah. Uh, I tell people the same thing today. If you have, <laughs> if you're unsure, Mission Space Guardians, do them first. That's a good point. Because you don't want to do them later in your day where you could be hungry or you don't know how it's going to impact you. I think it's actually really smart for people to, if they don't know, experience it right away. Know if you love it. Know if you hate it. I should have listened to you because when I went down to the media event before it opened, like we got a preview of it. And so I was waiting for them to call my time. All right. So they had us all there. And we knew we could ride it for like a six hour window as much as we wanted, but they had to like, they were going to text us when our window opened up and I'm sitting there and sitting there. I got into the park like at nine in the morning. I was all excited. And then I'm like, so it was 11 o'clock and world showcase opened. They still hadn't called me. So I'm like, well, shoot, I'm going back to Mexico. I'm getting a margarita and some uh, empanadas. <laughs> so as soon as I downed that margarita, those empanadas, sure enough, got the text to go ride it. Oh, terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. You, yeah. you don't know if you're going to. So my my mom loves Guardians. Uh, my parents live in outside of Orlando now, and she rides it, I don't know, probably four to five times a week. She loves that ride. We'll go to Epcot just to ride that ride. It's not for me. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's a great. I understand why everybody loves it. Because I've been on it twice. I rode it with my girls uh, last summer, too. Just because, like, maybe it was nope, nope, no. Nope. So, like two seconds in, I was like, nope, nope, still terrible. Nope, doesn't don't like it. But uh, yeah. yeah, but I see why everybody loves it because it's super smooth and there's all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. That thing, it, it's amazing. But it's just not not everything's for everybody. So I, I know you know what the way I see it, I'm so glad because it keeps so much like trouble out of my life. I don't have to try to get a lightning lane for it. I don't have to do all that, dude. It saves me money. Like, okay, good. It saves me trouble and money if I can't ride it. Pfft. More power to me. God help me out on that one. Okay, real quick. Animal Kingdom, though. Yeah. That, that's a huge park. I mean, that's yep. bigger than Epcot. And here's another thing that maybe people don't consider. Animal Kingdom tears up my feet worse than any of the other parks because of the uneven pavement. Like, if you've, I've run races through there and, and Marathon goes through there. And if you're not careful when you got tired legs, like, you can stumble. I mean, I know it sounds like I'm an old drunk, like 90 year old, but I'm not kidding. When you have wobbly legs and you've, you, you, you know, day eight of your vacation, it can bite you. And so did you run into any of that? And what'd you learn over at Animal Kingdom? So Animal Kingdom is the easiest. Uh, so if you're listening and you're like, hey, I want to try something crazy like this, I highly recommend starting with Animal Kingdom. Uh, the vibes that you get in Animal Kingdom of the calm and the different countries and you kind of can just go with the flow, it works for an ultimate tour. Uh, the stuff is very spread out. So... If you do do it, you do want to commit per area. Um, Epcot, we did not realize how far it was, but you sometimes couldn't just commit per area. Uh, Animal Kingdom, the rides are longer. The experiences are longer. So you kind of have to commit. So if I'm doing safaris, I'm also doing Festival of the Lion King. Right. I'm not coming back for two things that are going to take an hour. That's a good total. point. So you commit, you kind of let the experience go as it's going to because they're long so you're either on it or you're not there's not much you can do in the middle to like get yourself too nervous um so it actually keeps you pretty calm and it is big the ground does change depending on what country or area you're in but it's it was a lot more manageable we both um magic kingdom and epcot we ended at park ending slash a little bit over if you're in the lines we finished Animal Kingdom by about four or five p.m. Wow, I mean they don't and have maybe as many attractions at that point. Yeah, but true. That was our third or fourth. I mean it doesn't have as many attractions either, but it has longer things. I mean if you think of Much like longer. 
Festival of Lion King. That's a long show. I don't know if uh, Finding Nemo. That's a super long yep. show. I mean, that's like a, almost a forty-minute show. Yeah, I believe it was Finding Nemo, not Tarzan at the time. I think it was Finding Nemo by then. Yeah, that's a super um, long show. And I mean, like you said, they're all the safari. Long, so I you mean, just the, gotta commit. Yeah. Um, and and you kind of allow yourself to be in the experience a lot more in Animal Kingdom, uh, which is really enjoyable. In the other ones, you're my brain at least since I was the one that picked what we were doing next was going and going and going and going and going in animal kingdom. You're like, okay, I've got 20 minutes to watch festival of the Lion King. This is a great show. I can just watch it. I don't have to think about anything for the last like five minutes. Um, <laughs> Till the warthog comes out. Then we got to start. Yeah. Again. Animal kingdom was good to like challenge too. Cause there's a lot of bonus things you can do. There's characters that go around. I mean, divine is on the touring plan as part of the ultimate tour. So that's a tricky one. Yeah, because I think now on the app you get sometimes for her, but before you didn't. She was a roaming character, but she was consistent. So you kind of had to ask around and be like, "When is she coming out?" Because you have to go all the way back to the front of the park. And she's also kind of like a seek and find too. Like she's like a hide and seek. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she there. <laughs> but I think actually, Animal Kingdom maybe because it's the newest, it actually has the most logic walking path to it. So that made it a lot easier as well. Um, the flow of Animal Kingdom's really nice. So it, it really was easy to go from thing to thing. Um, you kind of, you get like a hint of how they plan the parks by doing it. And you're like, wow, this park is really well laid out. That's Because you saw it from a different way. Like you saw it from a logistic, you know, logistics. Like it's almost, mm -hmm. I mean, like if you listen to Len on podcasts, right? He has a background. I think he wrote his master's thesis when he started doing the, the touring plans for, you know, for folks that could subscribe to it, it was, he always explained them back in the day as like a kind of like a UPS driver delivering packages, you know, and that's, that's what he based touring plans on because you are like the delivery guy and the pack you're, you're delivering yourself to attractions in the most efficient way possible. And so you're right. I mean, you're just logistically going around the park making the least amount of, you know, being the most efficient delivery person to deliver yourself to the attraction as quick as you can. Yeah, and the park's just set up that way. Um, the shows also have more options than a lot of the other parks. So a lot of the parks, some of the rarer shows would only have three times. At Animal Kingdom, you have about six or seven times to see a show. So I always, that's one, it's like, I tell people they always should see the shows in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I think I totally they're agree. wonderful. Oh man, yeah. But yeah. there's so many opportunities. So just pick one, go, and it'll fit into your day a lot easier. Um, the other parks, you kind of have to like commit or find a good time. Animal Kingdom, you can just be like, I want to see the birds show. Cool. There's one every yep. like 10 minutes after the hour. So let me ask you this because we're getting ready to wrap here. And this is super interesting though, because I love because it is, it's, it's certain kind of people will. will want to try this. Right. And I think it's folks like us that are kind of competitive and just like to see what you got. And I, you know, this is probably something I would think if you're down for a week, this is the way I see it, right? You wouldn't do this every day of your vacation, but you might want to do this on day three, you know, out of a week, just to say, you know, you and a buddy, like I could see Scott and I trying this just for one day to be dumb and see what we could do, you know, and probably wouldn't do it, but man, you would make some memories. Cause a lot of times you make memories in the mistakes. Like, the stupid choices is stuff you'll be talking about seven years later, because like, yep. God, could you believe that we totally like boneheaded that move? Like we totally forgot that, you know, this happened. Like, you know, we've been going there for a decade and we totally forgot. You know, I, I think that's as much fun as the success is just the attempt and just the, the antidotes sort of come out, come out of the day. But what would you tell people that are maybe thinking about trying? Because I think you've sold me on the idea that I think Genie plus would make this a lot easier now that I think yeah. about even with fast pass, because I think Genie plus would give a lot more flexibility, but talk to folks that might want to think about doing this here in 24 as the new year starts. Um, so I did this, this has been seven plus years now. I can remember these days as if they were a week ago. So you're going to make memories you're going to remember it. There's going to be something you haven't done. I guess now it's hard for me to say there's things I haven't done, but you're going to do something you didn't know was there. You're going to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And it's funny. Like you're going to hit, um, it's very similar to running when you hit that like runner's wall and your brain gets kind of wonky yep. and you say a lot of silly things. You're going to get that doing this. 
Um, it does feel amazing when you accomplish it. You really feel like I've done this like really crazy big thing and this person did it with me or these two people did it with me. And we talk about it still. Like uh, the friends that I did it with are the friends that I do run Disney with. So kind of fits in the mm -hmm. mold. Yeah, totally. Uh, so we talk about it still. We still laugh about some of the things. Um, this ruined universe of energy for me completely because we kept going in and it kept breaking down. <laughs> so uh, we, we were delusional. We were so over that ride and it's so long and you're in the like jeopardy scene. And we just made, we were just like, this is like stupid Judy yeah, all stu day. Stupid Judy, all stupid day. energy. <laughs> 100 so, Today when we're in the park and something wrong goes, we're just like stupid Judy. Yeah, totally. Like, so it just, it really is a core memory for me. Uh, and it is for my friends as well. And we've been saving Hollywood studios because uh, at the time it was under construction with um, Star Wars and I think even a little bit of Toy Story was under construction at the time. Uh, but we got to wait. We got, I mentioned a little bit before, but we got kids. So we got to wait till the right time with the kids so that they can, mm -hmm. they're not going to do it with us. No, we cannot do like, this with a small child. <laughs> that's like the, I don't know what you, the super ultimate, you know, you got to add like ultimate, ultimate yeah. plan on if you bring kids, yeah. you are crazy. I mean, because that's yeah, if you did it with a variables. stroller, I will, oh my God. I no, will pay please. your meals if you did it with yeah, a stroller. It'd be don't. crazy. Um, <laughs> no. No. We see some people on the sites that have done it with their teenage children, though. So, oh my gosh! No. Okay, I have a teenager. That that's even worse than a kid, because teenagers get moody within five minutes. Could you imagine being with a moody teenager for all day trying to do this? Because oh, oh. I don't know. I've always wanted to email the person who. Um, so you get points based off of the attractions and bonus. The person who has been in first has been in first for a really long time. And it was uh, a parent and teenager duo, and they looked like they had the time of their life. Okay, it takes the right kind of teenager, I should say. Yeah. My so my 15-year-old diva daughter, who's actually 16 by the time this show comes out, I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, <laughs> yeah, this would not... See, there's, again, personality. There's a certain personality yeah. that, that is met for it's this. A personality. There's, some people should sure. never... I'm just saying this. There's a disclaimer on today's show. Some people <laughs> should never ever touch this because this would yeah. just ruin your vacation. I mean, yes. probably 90% of the people listen to the show. You should never, and I'm not trying to be mean, but you should never do this because you got to have the, you got to be super competitive and super like willing to like push through that wall and just like, you know, this is, this is not for everybody. And my daughter is exhibit a of somebody who she would not make it to the end of main street trying to do this like on yeah we would not make fight. it to 905 huh you're gonna fight with the people you do it with at least two to three times minimum <laughs> you're gonna have a blow-up fight you're gonna yell about either missing something not knowing what to do next disagreeing wanting to quit being tired just being hungry um so you're gonna fight and pick people that you are okay with that happening and just know you're gonna brush it off and laugh about it in a bit because uh, it's it's definitely challenging for sure. You know what though? Because that, that reminds me real quick story. Because when I did one time, I did the dopey challenge with my oldest daughter Paige and Scott. We did it all together. All four races ran them all together. And on the end of the marathon, I think we were at like mile twenty-two. We were going down World, and Scott. We, I didn't know this. I swear. I swear. I didn't know this at the time, but he had uh, um like a shin not a shin split he had a um uh like a broken bone in his shin like he got oh, a, like a stress a, fracture a stress fracture that's what it was but we didn't know this right at the time and Paige was complaining like she was wore out and i'm thinking and i was like screaming about not screaming but i'm like come on man we're at mile 22 we've done all these miles quit the complaining like Paige, knock it off like the balloon ladies are gonna come get us and scott i kept telling scott Every time we go past a medical tent, just slather some biofreeze on that thing. And we are going to finish this sucker and let's go. Like, let's buckle up. You know, like, you know, I'm just trying to be like, you know, like the quarterback or like the coach, like enough with the complaining, man. We're almost there four miles. And, you know, the dude's got a shit. He's got the stress fracture because the next day he sends me a picture, like a text. And what it is, it's all of his dopey battles hanging on his his boot because he'd been to the ER, like with the 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 walking boot. I'm like, 
what's that? He's like, dude, I had a stress fracture the whole time. And then I felt terrible because here I am like barking him in, you know, from World Drive all the way into the parking lot. And Paige, I mean, we're still, we, we started talking again six months later. No, no just kidding. We, we had a great time. But it is one of those things like it's a funny story now. But ex- exactly. It tests your metal. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it, but that's what sports do, really, and things like this. Yeah, those people become family to you because, like, it's just it's a raw side of you, and if you can get through it, these these friends are family to me. These are people that I would call up any day for anything. 100%. They would come help me at a drop of the dime, and vice versa. Um, and even in like the accomplishment sense, like as I mentioned, I was a D1 athlete. I competed for the United States. I've traveled and competed um, and such. And I would say these ultimate tours are like up there on my yeah, accomplishment. List. That's crazy. Like, that's awesome. They, they definitely go up there with some of those other things that you'd think like, wow, like those are, those are big things. I would be like, yeah. And then this ultimate tour where I did every single thing that you could do in Walt Disney world. And people are like, why, why would you do that? Always got to have that next taste of competition. Love it. Even if it's checkers, doesn't matter. Got to beat you. <laughs> Fun. Well, Sammy, hey, this has been so much fun talking about this. And I think, you know, even for the person who's not into the ultimate touring plan, great tips just to get the most out of a, a day at the Magic Kingdom. Because, and I've said this many times on the podcast, even a regular day at the Magic Kingdom, uh, Walt Disney World Vacation is, it, it's a, it's just a series of mini competitions because we're, everybody's competing for ADRs. Everybody's competing for shorter wait times because nobody wants to wait 90 minutes. You want to get there and be the person who waits 10 minutes. You know, you want to be the family who gets the shorter wait times. And, you know, it, it, if you think about it, you're constantly in competition with other people, not, not mean competition, but you just want to have advantages throughout your vacation. And this is kind of taking it to the next level, but we can use these lessons to have great vacations. So uh, it's great to talk to you. This has been a ton of fun for me because this is right up my alley, not doing it. I mean, run yeah. Disney kills me enough, but uh, it's been fun to live it through your experiences. You could do animal kingdom. I promise you Maybe. could do it. I don't know. So that's Scott's favorite park. He'd, he'd really enjoy that. So I hope you had a great run out at Disneyland. Hope we caught up out there and uh, happy new year. Hope 24 is uh, great for you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, you too. All right, don't forget our show brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today. We'd love to help you plan that trip here in the new year over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our Patreon supporters. You can support us starting at just $5 a month over on Patreon, and you'll get the bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. Come on over to patreon.com slash be our guest podcast give me a follow on social media i'm at be our guest mike all the pictures are there especially on instagram right now from disneyland race weekend just this past weekend and marathon weekend from a couple of weekends ago so if you want to see a lot of great coverage check it out it's good it's all their reels and all the still pictures all that fun stuff uh, we will have a live call-in show this coming Sunday. It's been a it's been a minute. It's been four weeks. So if you want to give a give us a call and be on the show this Sunday night, Scott joins me. We have a great time. So join us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch. Give us a call seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. We'll see you there and have the phone lines open for you. All right, time to jump out of here and let you get on with your Monday. We'll be back again on Wednesday with more of your listener questions. You have a question. Send it real quick, Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. All right, time to get out of here. Have a great Monday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.